Hello and welcome once again to Leicester's The Place. Um, you may have spotted already that I've got a new cohort here in this podcast this time around. My usual partner in crime, Jerry Taggart, has gone off to Turkey to sort his teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a very unable replacement. We wanted to get someone who would bring a bit of spark and personality to proceedings. Couldn't find them. We ended up with Mr. Dan Bates here to assist. Thankfully, we have got some brightness on the show. A very bright and popular figure in Leicester City's history, Sol Bamba, ladies and gentlemen. Great to have you on board, Sol. Thank you for having me. I'm pleased to be here. Good. I'm pleased you're here. Not so pleased with Dan, but we'll get on with it, yeah? You're really yeah. scraping the barrel getting me. And, uh, great, great to have you along, Sol. I know we've obviously done stuff with you on Zoom before, yeah. haven't we? On our, our match day shows, but... Nice to, to meet you in person and, and to have you here. And, and you've obviously had a, a little bit of a look around at, at, at the training ground here. It's, uh, it's, it's some place, isn't it? Oh, this is stunning, honestly. Um, I, I couldn't believe it when I stepped in. Wonderful condition to work. It's first uh, time, so. First time for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, lovely, honestly. It's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. Mm. Little different to Beaver Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I had great, great memory there. It was a good place to train, but this is wonderful. I mean... You know, when you when you when you're a player and you step in and come in every day to work on those environments, you can only only be happy and give your best to perform. Mm. You can take them on a tour later, Dan. Maybe because I've got to shoot off after a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're a busy man. I'm sure you've got plenty going on. So yourself, but yeah, as you say, it's unbelievable mm. setting here, isn't it? But uh, times change, don't they? Yeah, times change from uh, certainly from. My day, even your day, isn't it? From humble beginnings and then in a different world. But uh, anyway, enough about the training ground here. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> and in particular, your time here at Leicester City. Yeah. Um, but we've got plenty else to talk about as well. You've had a, a varied time, haven't you? One way or another. Interesting career. I look forward to chatting about it with you. But um, yes, I say like, your time at Leicester. I looked at... We've got a sheet here that we were given statistics etc and I'm surprised that the amount of games that you well that you didn't play really in a way because like, like your name is is what's the what's the phrase basically help me out here you know it, it, even I don't know where he's going with no, it but in, <laughs> you know Leicester City supporters have got a lot of affection for you cult hero yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's fair enough. That's a bit much, no? Yeah, no, I don't mm. think so. But, but in a relatively short space of time, mm. really, mm. which is unusual. Yeah. It's unusual. But um, coming to the club, how did you come to the club in the first place, anyway? Uh, it's Ven. It's Ven Guarnig, so brought me here. Um, he was my national team, Avrico's national team manager. And uh, I remember actually in the World Cup. Oh, so you, yeah, you'd already played yeah. under Sven. Under Sven, so that helped, team, right, yeah. Got, yeah. And uh, we done the World Cup 2010 together. And um, before the World Cup, we were doing pre like a mini pre-season and we played a couple of friendly games in that. And I was playing because I played the um, African Cup of Nations 2008. Mm -hmm. So I was starting my international career. And Sven came in, played me all the friendly games and I've done the mini pre-season, it was great. And we got to the World Cup 2010 and he dropped me a day before. The first game, yeah, we were playing Portugal. Sven dropped it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we played the World Cup. Uh, I came on for the last game only. And when we left, he said to me, you made a mistake, you should have dropped me. 
and he's going to sign for a club. He knew he was signing for Leicester and he said he's going right. to sign for a club and he's going to bring me. And I was like, oh, it's just been, it's just been nice. He just dropped me in the World Cup. He just tried to be nice. Yeah, that's a and good way of making amends. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and the minute he signed, he called me and he said, I told you I'm going to sign you because your attitude was good. You didn't drop your head. You trained well and you always had a smile on your face. So, and he brought me here and that was the best decision I ever made. You say, listen, Sven, you didn't have to drop me at the World Cup <laughs> to find that out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I never, just asked me. Yeah, I never went that far. <laughs> it's strange, that, strange how it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that was the World Cup. Was it quarterfinals, was it? No, that was the group stages. Group stage. Yeah, so before we even started the competition, I thought I'm going to play. And I remember uh, Drogba came to my room and he said, like, you know, I'm the captain. I'm going to go speak to him because we... We built a team like for the last two years and uh, you can't just change the team, you know, the day before. And I was like, no, listen, I'm, I'm disappointed, but, you know, it's the manager's decision. You know, there's nothing we can do. And I'm glad I didn't because I think if I went to, if I went to see him, maybe that would have changed. Like he wouldn't probably bring me to Leicester. So, you know, a bit disappointed of the World Cup, but very, very happy he brought me to this, this football club. And obviously you arrived at Leicester on, under Sven and I mean, he made a pretty instant impact. Didn't you in, in that, that first game? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a bit of luck as well, wasn't it? You know, uh, fortunate to score uh, my first touch. And obviously that gave me the confidence to, to play the game and do well. But I think, you know, the, the way the whole club took me on, the fans, I think it was, uh, I, never, I never had that before in any, in any other football club. So, you know, this club is special for me and my family. So, so many people might say that, don't they? About, about yeah. Leicester. Yeah, they do, to be fair. I mean, even... Again, in my era and before, before really, you know, talk about being a sort of a family club, mm. which is the case up to a point, but also they're just, uh, I don't know, you, you just feel part of a, a group at yeah. least. It's not clinicals. Yeah. You know, you, you do get an affiliation with the club pretty quickly. Yeah, it's exactly that. You know I saying? think, like, like you said, there's the whole club, I think the supporter obviously is a massive part of it, but the club, the ways they look after you, whatever you need, um, you know, the fans as well, help you out in a good and bad moment. I mean, as we can, we're going to talk about it. I've been everywhere in Europe and mm. different clubs, clubs, but I never yeah. had anything like it, honestly. <coughs> really? Yeah, it's a very, very special club. Yeah, because I, I suppose support sometimes think, uh, they say about every club yeah. and all that. And, yeah. You know, you think, <laughs> why can Leicester be so different? What is different about it? But it's hard to put your finger on it, really. But it just... Uh, Certainly from the community, from the supporters, you feel that affection, don't you? Or, yeah. You know, if, if you put the work in or whatever, or impressive performances, they take you to your heart. Exactly, man. I think it's exactly that. Like you said, if you, if you work hard and you give 100%, they will always be behind you. Mm. You know, and I, I always said, like, the whole club, because even my family felt, you know, this football club looked after them the most. And yeah. uh, that's very important for any players. If you know your family is settled and looked after, you're going to perform. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it does. I was, I was, you know, other clubs, that's a shortfall really from them, isn't it? Yeah. Really, oh, it, you know, it doesn't say much good about them. It's a bit clinical, maybe. Yeah. Ultra professional. In the day, it's an industry. But yeah, no, I think, I think it's true with Leicester, like you say. And, you're one of quite a few who regret their time wasn't longer. Oh, yeah. Leicester, didn't you? Yeah, but that was my own fault, Mike, if I'm honest. You know, um, Sven signed me in. Um, obviously, it didn't last long for whatever reason. And uh, Nigel Pearson came in 
and uh, I get on well with him, you know, we're still talking, great man. Um, but in my head, you know, I wasn't white. I came fourth then, if you like, so I was like, you know, I don't think I, I, I should stay, he's not here, and I, and I just went. But that was the biggest mistake I made, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You, do, you do look back with regret. At oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even my family, my mum, my brother and sister always said, you know, um, my daughter used to say the, the, the club with the fox, you know, because she yeah. used to the, look at the mascot. And, um, you know, they always said you shouldn't leave this club. And I'm, I've, if I have to be honest, I'm, I've got regret. He only said that after 2016 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> when Leicester won the Premier League. No. Oh, yeah, I regret going there. <laughs> no, at all. No. You know what? Funny enough, people said that. Oh, you said that because you, they won the league and you weren't there. I said, no, it's nothing to do with it. You know, I think is. Uh, I'm, no, I'm glad I, yeah. it was before that. In, in fact, I'm glad I left because if I was there, we probably wouldn't win the league. <laughs> you know, no so, one saw that coming. Hey, oh man, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable, and well deserved as well. To be fair, and uh, you know, because of that, this club going to be in our history forever. Yeah. So in your time at Leicester, um, like looking back at the team, some of the players that you played with, who did you really click with, connect with, uh, your teammates? Um, I would say uh, Bruno. I didn't play with him long, but um, he's in Switzerland now. When he's a manager there, yeah, I believe so. No long ago, um, and at the time as well, he was uh, he was speaking French. My English was alright, but it wasn't great, so he was helping me out. I was going to say your, your English is like top notch. Oh, I've been here. Long. I won't <laughs> say top notch, but I've oh, been, no, no, I've been no, here a few long. years in Scotland before. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there four years, so I learned. You didn't there. speak very good English before you came. Oh, not at all. When I moved, I moved in to Scotland in two thousand six, and I couldn't speak any word. Tough schooling, guys. Oh, Scotland. tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, very cold. I didn't understand a word of what I was saying. Um, but I was there for a job, enjoyed, enjoyed my time there. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll come back to that in, in a bit. Yeah. How you go from PSG to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, we had a very good group and very good dressing room. Everyone was very good with each other. Uh, Richie Willens, I was very close with him as well because he used to take the mick out of me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah lovely lads. Um, <laughs> but we were all, all very, very close, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think that was... Sort of one of the features of Nigel's management style was, yeah. you know, looking to the personality, the character of the individuals, and ultimately the group. Yeah, and that's massive, man. As you know, I think, you know, me going to the coaching journey now. I think if you, if you're a top player or a good player, and you, you don't have a good character, you know, I take a good character over a top player, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One bad day can put the dressing room in trouble, so you don't want that. And yeah. Nigel Pearson's a master of that. It's very, very good to. Yeah, that's big for him, isn't it? First, yeah. Yeah, so what about, say, your time at Leicester? Plenty of good you know, high spots or whatever. Any particular standout? Oh, it have to be the Man City game. Yeah. It have to be because for a debut to score a goal as well. And, um, that was in the cup, yeah? That was in the cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, funny enough, when I got to Leicester, I started scoring goals, you know, a lot of goals. I remember against Preston, I think I scored two. Two, yeah. You know, I couldn't believe it, you know. Um, before that, I didn't score many. I think, in fact, I scored maybe one or two. Mm. Um, but it have to be the Man City game because I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better debut. But my whole time at Leicester was very good because, you know, it was um, my first time to play in English football. Championship is tough. I used to love it. I was young. I could play every two days, you know. It was Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. I had no problem. 
very, very enjoyed it. The fan made it, you know, very, very good atmosphere home and away. Um, so it's difficult to pick one, but if I have to pick one, it have to be the Man City game. Yeah. I mean, to score with your first touch <laughs> for your new club is some way to endear yourself to the, the support. Yeah, that's why I think, like I said, I, can, I couldn't ask for a better debut. So, you know, it was, uh, it was special when my whole family, <coughs> excuse me, was on the ground as well. So it was, it was very special. You, you talked about, obviously, never really scoring came to Leicester. Suddenly scored Because those two goals in one game, that, that came fairly early as well, didn't yeah. it? In that, I think in that January as well. So... It, it felt at the time like every time Leicester had a corner, you you were the danger, and it's like, oh well, Sol Bamba's there. There's potentially going to be a goal here, and it's weird that you said that you you never had that actually before in in your career. Yeah, I think we can. We are probably going to put the blame on the on the one who taking the corners because <laughs> it wasn't doing it well. But he was very good taker, and uh, you know, if you have a good movement, you can score goals. And I was fortunate to to score a couple. And uh, you know, after after you score one, you always feel like you. You're on the run and you can score more. So yeah, that, that that season in particular, I felt like I could I could score a lot of goals. Yeah, it was good. You have a good partnership with Jack Hobbs. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah. I, I always thought you two pretty impressive as centre halves, and really, I was expecting you probably both of you to go and play higher up mm. together, even. <laughs> or, that would have been or, lovely. You know, you know down yeah. the line for longer. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, did you gel well with Jack? Yeah, he's a very good lad. Um, he was very, he could read the game very well, mm. um, passed the ball very well. I think exactly like you said, Matt, we had a very good understanding. And, uh, you know, I think at time you... you did he struggle a bit with injury, Jack? Really? He did, he, he did, yeah, he had a few injuries. And um, I think that's that's one of uh, Nigel, uh, the gaffer at the time, what had... Uh, wasn't so sure about him playing reg like too many games because yeah. of injury. He was injury prone, but you know our partnership was was very very, very good. We understand each other very did well. Did Sven give you a license to express yourself <laughs> as a centre half, which he certainly did? Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah, I think I think you know, especially the Leicester fan always um, remind me that and said, "Oh, I, you know, I scared them when I had the ball and stuff." But I have to put one thing clear now. Uh, Sven always said to me, um, he wanted me to play those kind of passes and take risks. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. Uh, it wasn't because I wanted to dribble or mm. take risks. It was what the manager asked me to do. Um, for example, I worked with Neil Warnock. He asked me to head and kick it. Yeah. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's partly why I asked. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I, well. I mean, I, listen, I'm, I enjoy it, playing, taking a better risk at times. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm here to do what the manager wants me to do. Mm. Um, so that that was all. I wasn't taking a make or anything like that. You know, yeah. so I just wanted to go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you took it to the T. You, know, you, you took his uh, requests <laughs> very seriously. Yeah. No, where you were, Matt, where you're absolutely right, Matt, is this. is like, obviously, you need to recognise when you can play those passes or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what Sven used to say to me. He said, listen... If you missed it, I take it. And we said, it's, it's, it's me asking you to, to play like that. But at the same time, you need to recognise when you can. And, yeah. and, and, and that's very important. Well, yeah, that's, well that's part of the decision-making is part of exactly. being a player, isn't yeah. it? But that, just quickly then, sorry, Pete, so I know you want to ask something. But so on that subject, modern-day football, obviously you're going into the coaching yeah. and looking at it. How, how do you view it now? Because you said you can tailor your game you know, depending on what the manager wants. Mm -hmm. Football 
likes to play risky. Like these days, footballers like to play, you know, risky football yeah. to the extreme at times. Yeah. What's your view on that? I think first and foremost for us as a defender, I'm sure you will agree with me, Matt, is if you're a defender, you need to defend first. Yeah. And I think now they want the centre-half to be good on the ball and they can't really defend, if I can say it like that. So for me, I will have a proper defender. Mm -hmm. If you can pass the ball, it's a, it's a plus. Yeah. But for me, the defender and the goalkeeper have to keep the ball away from the back of the net. Um, <laughs> I think people are looking for the perfect scenario all the way down the leagues. Yeah. So there's not that many of them <coughs> who can defend and play. Exactly. But I think it's, it's, it depends on your style of play, how you want to play and uh, obviously what type of player you're going to sign. But for me personally, I think is is at the end of the day is what you do in both boxes. So if you defend well and you score goals, you're going to be successful. And in the, the bit in between, everyone does the same thing really. Everyone wants to pass the ball between the line and everything. But I think the way I look at it when I, I look, I look at you time when you were playing and I look at mine and now, you know, the new modern football, if you like, is, yeah. is day and night. And I think... Even you find it a bit... Oh, yeah. A little bit alien. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, you know, I was... We were, we were saying early on, I was taking risks, but now it's even it's even more, mm. you know. Um, but I think me going to coaching and management, I think you, you just have to organise when, exactly like you said, Mike, is decision-making. The difference yeah. between top players and... An average player, if you like, is decision-making, so... Yeah, because it seems to me that some teams just persevere, like regardless of what yeah. the opposition are doing to them. And it's almost like a matter of pride. And exactly, I think, yeah. Mm. Hang on, you find, need to find some balance. But anyway, that's for future discussions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's, it's a similar question, really, I guess, but it was more, how did you see yourself as a player when, when you look back at your playing career? Were you, do you think a ball-playing defender? Were you a, a head-it-and-kick-it defender? It, or did you just, as you say, tailor your game to whatever the manager wanted then? Um, I would definitely say that I was um, a, a proper defender, if I can use it like that, because I love to defend. Mm. I enjoy winning every tackle, every headers. Uh, if I lose one at training or game, I'd be upset, you know. Um, the fact I can sort of pass the ball, if you like, uh, that is because growing up in France and the academy I was, they, they, they force you, if you like, to, to play it that way. Mm. Uh, but first and foremost, I'm a defender, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm equally proud to, to head the ball and kick it and pass it, you know. So I think, but like we said, it's important to to, to do what the manager wants you to do, if, if you can, you know. So if a manager wants me to, to pass it, even if I'm not very good at it, I will try. Um, and if I have to head and kick it, that's even better for me. Mm. So you talk about how Sven gave you licence, because I suppose a lot of Leicester supporters will think it's a shame you weren't at the club longer than you were. You talked about your regret. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and you talked about your respect and your, your relationship with, with um, Nigel Pearson, yeah. still to this day. But was there a change sort of in, in attitude or what the manager wanted you to do uh, when Nigel came in? Yeah, I think... Um Without being disrespectful to Nigel, he will, he will say that himself. He wanted to change the way Sven wanted to play. Yeah. And when he first came in, he said to me straight, listen, you're an important player for the club. Uh, I think at the time I just signed a new contract. He said, you know, the fan like you, I'm, I've got no problem with you. If you train well and you play well, you're going to play. Uh, I'm going to bring some of my own player yeah. um, to suit the way I want to play. 
but if you got the right character and attitude, you would play. So that was our first meeting, so I was very happy with this. Um, but obviously the fact he wanted to change one or two things, but I have to say, it, it was me, I wasn't right at the time. The minutes then left, for some reason I wanted to go. So, you know, the gaffer came in, he done well, bought very good, uh, very few good signing. Uh, West Morgan, I think, came at that time. That turned out all right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he's, um, he was, like I said, he was, he, he was my decision and uh, it wasn't a good one, really. Yeah, well, it's at the time, you know, it, it was possibly, I don't know, Nigel's, Nigel's way. I wouldn't say it wouldn't suit you necessarily, mm. but at that time, you yeah. were looking for something. 100%. Something yeah, and, he, he's, and that's what every player would say, they love honesty, and there's no better person than Nigel, to be honest yeah. with you. You know, so he made it clear with me. I had a chance to stay and, 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 and prove I can play on his team. Obviously, I made another decision, but I love the man. He's a, he's a great man. Yeah. There were Premier League clubs that were that were interested during that time. I think Blackburn were, were really heavily linked, weren't they? Was that something that, and at that time you chose to stay at Leicester, you signed that, that new deal. Obviously yeah. you felt part of the family here and a lot of people talk about it being a, a family club. Yeah, I think at the time um, I was just very happy, you know, with the whole environment and I honestly believe we could have gone to the Premier League with Leicester, you know. Um, no disrespectful to Blackburn, but you know, at the time I was I wasn't sure if you know they, they would have not done the yo-yo between Championship and Premier League. So I just wanted to stay at the club. I signed a new deal. I enjoyed it. So I had no intention to leave at all. That's why I stayed. Yeah, it, it, it's a shame, obviously, to to hear you say that you are full of regret for 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 leaving. And I and I guess as we've we've already touched upon and and have done with all the ex-players really that we talked to, the majority of them always say, however, their time at Leicester ended, they wish it hadn't at, at that time. Maybe for Matt, it should have been a few years earlier than it was. But uh... well, I regret my time ending. It was the end of my career. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. again, it sums up the club that, 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 that Leicester is. Exactly. And it's getting better and better. I mean, we were talking about why you guys go here. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Um, the fans around the club, the owners, the way you look after the club. You know, I think it for any business or any any successful, um, you have to have the whole environment coming together. Um, you know, I can see you guys off air talking to each other, laughing to each other, and that's important. You know, and uh, Leicester's got that from top to bottom, and when you got that, you got a better chance to be successful. And obviously, a lot of that culture comes from the owners, and you you came at a time when that that was all changed, really, yeah. at, at, at Leicester, wasn't it? When when King Power had, had come in. Had you obviously spoken to players that were there under previous regimes and then King Power came in? I'd, I'd just be intrigued to know what, what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, I mean, we went to... It wasn't deep conversation about it, but obviously the, the people were there before. They knew the previous, the previous regime, so they didn't really know how things were going to go. Um, but when the owner came in, they made it very clear the visions they had and where they want to go. We had a couple of meetings with them. They were very good and we ensure us as well. So, you know, it was never never in doubt, you know, with the owners and obviously with all the success you guys had, uh, you know, you can clearly see they, had, they, they see the vision and they, they managed to do it. Mm. Yeah, just the last bit on Leicester. I mean, you, you, you said, you mentioned numerous times, you know, you regretted going at that time. But also that, that brought along, you know, an interesting and varied career though, didn't it? Wherever yeah. you went, you know, so... It, 
ifs and buts and maybes, you know, you never know. Anyone can say that, really. Yeah. Things went interestingly. Yeah. On the whole, they went well for you, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think, you know, I don't really like to talk about regret, but it is a regret. But overall, I think it... You move on, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I left Leicester, I went to Turkey. I had a great time there, you know, seeing different culture. Um, you see Jerry over there? No, I <laughs> In his teeth, don't you? Yeah, no. <laughs> that was a long time ago, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was very good in Turkey. You know, the, the, the family enjoyed it as well. We live in Istanbul. It was great. I learned the language. The kids was learning the language as well. Uh, after that, I moved to Italy. Similar thing. Different football, different culture. Yeah. I learned the language as well. The kids did done you? the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well and done. I, and I came back here, so... You can tell us about that in yeah. a little bit, yeah? <laughs> in a bit more detail. Yeah. I was going to rewind a little bit without going too chronologically, but you know, to your upbringing and where it all started for you in, in Paris, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Big Paris Saint-Germain fan, obviously. Uh, born in Paris. Um, just playing in my local club, uh, following my big brothers. And um, how many brothers you got? I've got three. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two older and one younger. All big lads yeah. like you. Oh, is a huge, yeah, All bigger right. than me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they always looked after me. Don't mess with the band. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> with them, I'm alright. <laughs> yeah, it was good, good upbringing. Um, Mum wanted us to all do a sport so we don't stay at home and walking around the streets. So we all take a sport. And um, I ended up being okay. Football. Yeah, it was a good decision. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, could have, you could have been a doctor or your mum wanted you to be a no, doctor? I could have never been a doctor, let me tell you this. But she wanted me to be one. Right. You know, she always said, uh, um, I've got a good heart and I need to help people. So that's what she wanted me to do. Uh, but it was no chance. I could never be a doctor. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. You never know. Give it a go. But things worked out all right, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you went PSG. So as a young boy, were you? Um, did you stay at the academy when you yeah. were training there? <clears throat> that was exactly it, Matt. We, I, I had a chance to go to uh, Monaco, and that was my choice, oh. actually. Yeah, oh, Matt, exactly. I might have had a little look there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we done. Me and my dad went to Monaco for the weekend, so we visited the academy. They looked after us, been in the best hotel and all that. We came back, my dad said, we're definitely going to Monaco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my mum was like, no, because from Monday to Friday, I was in academy. And on the Friday, you come back home for the weekend and you start okay. again on Monday. But if I was in Monaco, I wouldn't have the chance to go back home. So my mum said, like, listen, if you want to play football, you. You, you, yeah, she would miss me too much. So she said, you have to go to Paris. Monaco is too far. My dad wasn't happy. Um, <laughs> but that's that's how um, I ended up signing for Paris Saint Germain. But the the whole week I was at the academy, I had one day off on a Saturday, come back to see the family, and on a Sunday morning you go back in, you play the game on Sunday afternoon, and you start again at the academy. So I've done that from 11 to 15. Right. And at 15 you go to. Um, so they give you a day off before the game. Yeah. It's a yeah. bit back to front. Isn't it? Yeah, it's back to front. But when we're young, we, you know. Yeah, you're younger. About, yeah, you don't worry about going out or anything like that. So it was purely just to go and see the family. Yeah. And on a Sunday morning, we, 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 we go and meet and play the game and go back again. Who, who was the big names at PSG at that stage? Well, we no. used. No, do you know, it was before that. Oh, that was way before. Way before but I, I was, I was <laughs> watching. I'm forgetting how old yeah. I am. 
<laughs> I was actually going to uh, Le Parc des Princes to watch them play, and um, <coughs> that's what gave me the the reason why I wanted to play football. I remember watching Ginola and um, George Weah was my idol. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, um, loved I played them. against him. Did you? Yeah, Chelsea. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Marked him out the game, mate. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> oh, I loved them, Matt. Honestly, I absolutely yeah. loved them. Um, and that's why when I start playing, I wanted to be a striker like him, but I wasn't good enough, you know. And uh, that's that's how I fell in love with the, with, with with football. Was Ronaldinho was he there around that time? Yeah, when I when I start professional at sixteen, he was there. Mm, Ronaldinho. Players yeah. yeah, Ronaldinho. Pochettino was there too. Uh, he looked after me, by the way, uh, because he was a centre half, and I was young, training with the first team, and uh, he used to take me for lunch and dinner and show me the video and how I should play and how I should defend and all this. He was very, very good. We're still in touch now. Yeah, he's a very good guy. You could see even then he was probably going to go on and become oh, a, yeah. a manager. Oh, yeah, a management, yeah. yeah, because he was, he came he came from Spain. Uh, he was about 30, 34, 35. So he finished his career with first, I think, for two years. Mm. Um, so you could see he, he would go into management. Yeah, he was very good, very, very good. Any of your brothers play? Yeah, my, one of my older brothers played. Um, same thing, he was meant to go to the academy at Lens. And unfortunately, he had a very, very bad knee injury. Um, and back then, the, the surgery wasn't as good as now. So he never really recovered from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, he didn't play. But Did they take a big interest in your career then? Yeah, he was, uh, he's the one who's uh, followed me the most, coming to every game. He actually came to every club that I played for to watch games and all that. Fair play to him, because that yeah. must be in the back of his exactly, mind. Exactly, yeah, yeah, love him to be. He's, he's, he's very, very good, um, you know, and unfortunately he didn't manage to to do like me, and he, I know he loved the game, um, yeah. but um, he followed me and uh, gave me good advice. And yeah, well done so, to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. But so, when we touched on it earlier, PSG, that you're coming up, you're developing, you're learning the ropes, and you're having a look around, going, which club am I going to join in Europe? <laughs> oh, me and Ronaldinho are going to have a bit of a career together. And you ended up in Dunfermline. Yeah. He must be the only player that's ever gone from PSG to Dunfermline, by the way. <laughs> no, but to be How fair, that come that's a easy decision because... It's mistaken identity. No, not at all. Not at all. Because, uh, you know, um, from 16 to... 21 when I left. You've done something illegal in Paris. <laughs> not at all, no. <laughs> not everyone's like you, Matt. <laughs> look that way, but I promise I didn't. Um, I, I, I just wanted to play first in football, man. That was, that, that's all it was because from 16 to 21 at Paris, I think I played two games, you know, and the rest was with the reserves. So um, they offered me a new contract, but I said to them I want to play. Uh, they couldn't guarantee me that. They offered you a contract? Yeah. Yeah, because I was at the end of my contract um, and they offered me a new one and I said, I signed it. Wait, wait, you there? I was 21. Right. Yeah, yeah, just turning 21. And I wanted to go yeah, on play, Yeah, because a lot of people would stick at, yeah. I'm a PSG. That's exactly it. And that's yeah. why I always say to the youngsters now, because you know the, the youngsters play for big clubs, the Man City, United and that. You know, and if, mm. if, if you're on the first team and you train, but you don't play, I don't think it's good. You should go on loan league well, one. Even less, but they're, like they're in the 20s. Yeah, even that, exactly. Stay there for years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a mistake. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to play first in football. And uh, the fact that I refused to sign the, the new deal for Paris, 
uh, when the other club, French club, was calling, they were like, but how come is you guys are not signing him? And uh, let's put it this way, he didn't give me good reference. Yeah. So it was very difficult to stay in the funds. So that's how I ended up in Scotland. Right. Yeah. And he was first in football. Um, Are there not other options? <laughs> well, or you went to the need, first one. I need to ask my agent then, because yeah. at the time, you know, that, that's 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 why he bought me, and um, huh. you know, I always wanted to play, uh, come abroad and, and 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 come in England, and uh, he said that could be a good pathway. So, you know, well, I for a play to you. Yes, yeah. well, it, it turned out that it was actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I spent too long there because I done four seasons at the end. Um, but it was it was a good it was a good way to to come down to the UK. Yeah, yeah surprising that you were there that long. Yeah, even um, even like a couple of the players or the media were saying this, but I think at the time I was um, a bit similar when I ended up in Leicester. I was taking too many risks. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm not comparing myself to you, but like similarities in my career, I was like that. Believe it or not, like. I, I don't know whether you ever saw me play or whatever, but some people saw me play and they think, oh, I'm just a head it and kick it centre half. But when I was younger, I used to think I was a mid, I could play. play. Exactly. And that was my problem. Because I kept, I'd do right for 90% of the game and then one mistake, bang, goal. Exactly, oh, Matt, yeah. It's yeah. fault again. Exactly, that's I exactly what I slowly learned more and more. Yeah. The more reliable I became. That's why, yeah. The higher up I ended up playing. Exactly, yeah. And that was exactly what they were saying to, about me in Scotland because a few times I think, uh, Rangers been asking, um, but play against them, do well for 94 minutes and lose my man a corner. Yeah. And they said, that's concentration, yeah. he can't come to us. You know, it was exactly what you said, Matt. Try a fancy little turn and yeah, exactly. court and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I, I, always, I always used to say, like you're saying, you're picking up your play and a little lapse of concentration and say, oh, they were lucky. Right, and then, yeah. but then higher up, oh, they kept getting luckier. Yeah, so right, it must hang be, on, this, yeah, it must be. Me. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can, can see how that would work because I, I played lower leagues for numerous years, and, and then yourself at Dunfermline, with your ability, I'm surprised you were there for that long. But. Yeah, but I mean, no regret on that hand. But <clears throat> excuse me, I think it was a learning curve, and it was important yeah. for me because exactly like you said, man, the more I was going up. That I was learning along the way, and I knew I needed to cut a few mistakes I was making if I wanted to go to the top. You can do all that in training, can't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly that. I enjoy our training. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Have a bit of fun. So done firmly onto Hibernian. Yeah, yeah. That was good progression in my opinion because mm. we played. Uh, it's a bigger club without being disrespectful to Dunfermline. It was. Yeah. We played Europe as well. Um, you know, so. In my opinion, it was a, a, a good a good progression. Um, I, a year and a half, I think, there because I came in Leicester in January. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, very good as well. Enjoy it. Uh, I was playing midfield though there, uh, so I could take a bit more risk. I enjoyed that. Oh, you played midfield by that? Yeah, I was yeah. playing midfield there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I had a great time there. It was it was uh, it was a good learning curve, and I came down here. Got to the Scottish Cup final as well. Didn't you? Yeah, didn't you yeah, we lost in the final. Uh, against Celtic, that was good. Uh, Playing Hum uh, Humpton Park, I think. Um, yeah, the very very good time in in Scotland. And I think if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to perform here. Mm -hmm. I think it was important. It's a good pathway, like you yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah very important. How, how did the Leicester move come about then? Do you know, the, 
Well, uh, yeah, are you already playing for Ivory Coast? Yeah, you, then I was already so you got the, the national team. Everything. I had the, the linguist then, but I think I had a chance to come uh, in England before that um, at Middlesbrough. Um, but um, Ibernian didn't agree the fee, uh, so I, I messed that out. Um, and obviously, with Ven, I ended up coming here. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was the obvious link. And I say it worked out well one way or another. But so then we've spoken about Leicester, obviously, and then off to Turkey. Yeah, off to Turkey. Uh, another off another tangent. Yeah, elsewhere. But I bet that was interesting out there, wasn't it? Because they yeah. are lively, aren't oh, they? Oh, Matt, this is crazy. And I, I remember I used to um, <laughs> argue with the people at the club because <clears throat> you could not go out. It's absolutely really? crazy. Oh, I remember once being in the park with my daughters and in five minutes you had a crowd of people coming in. It's always nice, um, but it's, it's, it's not life. Worse right? in that case than it is in England. Similar. Like obviously, you get recognised people. Yeah, you, but, but it's in there, it's just exactly, and that's why I always said um, England is the best uh, country to play football because they respect you. The leagues are good. Um, the fans let you be. You know, Turkey, you can't, you can't not move. And mm. you know, I used to argue and said, you know, I'm not a rock star. I'm just a player. I just want to enjoy with my family. And all. it was impossible. And anywhere you go as well. Um, and that was the downfall. But um, the league was good. Good, uh, good competition. Um, you played uh, played Champions League, um, Europa League, and uh, the culture as well was good. I enjoyed that. Um, the Who, family, who's uh, manager out there? Um, I had uh, the national team uh, manager from Turkey, Sinor uh, Güneş. Uh, right. He literally just left um, uh, Besiktas now. He just got a sack like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he was good. The only problem is he. He wasn't. He didn't speak any English. And I remember once I had an argument with him, and uh, the translator was there. And I said to the translator, "Tell him I'm upset." And he couldn't. Well, he was scared because he's a big lad, you know. Yeah. And I said, "Tell him." And I can tell he's not telling him. <laughs> <laughs> and when I left that meeting, I said, "No, I need to learn Turkish because I need to tell the manager when I'm not happy, um, even swear at him and all that, you know." Um, so that's why I learned the language. You learned it. Yeah. Fluent. Uh, when I was there, yeah, I spent two years. Yeah, um, yeah I used to go to school because in Turkey we train uh, at night because it's too hot. So in the morning you free. So I used to go um, ten o'clock to two o'clock. I used to go to school. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that long? Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to pick it up? Uh, probably a year. Yeah. I could understand. I didn't want to talk because I don't want to to make mistake, even if I still make mistake in English, but. Um, after a year, yeah, I started doing press conference and everything, yeah, it was good. Well, I'll say your English, is, the fact that you knew what top-notch means, means, <laughs> yeah, I've been means here, your English is pretty good. I've been here long now, that's <laughs> yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's why. That's exceptional, but that, to, that Turkish, and Italian as well, did Italian you Italian as well, yeah, but Italian is easy, if you like, because it's very, very similar to French. Very right, similar, okay. yeah. So that, that, that took me... Uh, yeah, I look at Italian and think I could pick it I'll speak... Yeah. Petit peu. Yeah, but there you go. Right? <laughs> a very tiny bit. But you look at that, yeah, you can see the similarity. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. Turkish is... Yeah, but the Turkish people always said, and it's true when I learned that, because is is in France, you can, the word, can, you can read the word and you, you say it completely differently. Yeah. But in Turkish, what you see is, is what you read, so it's easy to learn. Right, okay. Yeah, definitely. 
I'll take your word for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not planning on it myself. <laughs> <laughs> did, did the Leeds move come about with Cellino because of the Palermo connection? That's why. Right. Yeah, yeah, because um, I finished the World Cup 2014 in Brazil. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, We'll have to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. And I went to Italy after that. And um, I didn't play much. Didn't play at all. In fact, I remember I turned up, I signed, I turned up in... Uh, in the training ground, and the manager said, "Like, who are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm in, I'm in trouble mm -hmm. here." Yeah. yeah. And I remember before I signed because I always speak to manager before I sign to see how you want to play and all this. And I said that to the president at the time, and he said to me, "Like, it's my club, and you know, in Italy, we run the club, so you don't need to speak to the manager. He probably won't be here in two weeks." Right. You know, I was <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm not sure." And I turned up at the training ground, and he didn't know who I was. You know, mm. so I ended up no run differently. Much. Yeah, oh, honestly, Max, crazy. So I played one game. I remember I went to uh, Napoli, and um, and I never played after that. And obviously, Zamparini, the Italian president, was very close friend with Cellino, mm -hmm. and uh, he said, "Oh, you have to go on loan because you know I don't want your value to go down." And I signed a four years contract, I think. So he said, "Go on loan, play, and you come back, and maybe the manager will change." And you know, we see where we are. So that's that's how I ended up in Leeds. Enjoy it. Uh, he, a bit crazy time, he, yeah, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a difficult time at the yeah. time. Yeah, and um, uh, it was weird. I turned up at the training ground, and it was like I left Palermo because it was fifteen Italian players. You know, um, and they didn't get on well with the the English lads, and uh, it was fifteen. Honestly, yeah, it was 15 players. Oh, yeah. It was that extreme. Yeah, it was a lot. And um, a lot of them were training with the 23s, so they weren't happy, but they were sharing um, the first team dressing room. Who's uh, manager? That was, when I turned up, it was uh, Neil Ruffin. Okay. Yeah, he was at the academy and he, he ended yeah, yeah, up yeah. taking the first team and he finished the season. Um, and the following season, we had um, Uwe Rosler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. But it was a difficult time in Leeds, yeah, because Celino was doing what Celino does at the time, you know, very, very difficult. Well, as I said to you off air that, that I've got family members that are Leeds United yeah. supporters, told them I was doing this with you, and, and they said that you were literally the only bright spark in that in that time. So it was a nice well, compliment. I yeah, think. very nice compliment. But and same as what we say with Leicester, I guess, that the, the cult hero status, that you were, you were probably loved everywhere you were, really, by, by the supporters. Yeah, sometimes I wonder why. I think it's just... Because, you know, uh, I give 100% all the time at training and, 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 and games. And, um, and I'm honest, you know, um, I remember being asking a question after Sinino uh, decided to change the team or something like that. And I said he wasn't his place. He's his club. You know, he owned the club, but I don't think he should, he should pick the team. And the fan was all very happy about this, but I was just being myself. And to be fair, I had a special relationship with him because, you know, because I came from Italy, where we used to talk in Italian, and uh, I remember after a game in Middlesbrough, we lost four nil. I think I scored a long goal, and uh, he came to my house uh, for two hours, and my missus was like, "What is he doing?" We were close like that, uh, so I knew if I said anything, he won't, he won't, he won't take it wrongly anyway, because I probably said it in front of him anyway. And Leeds, a big old club as well, isn't it? The Supporters are yeah. lively, oh, aren't they? Oh, wow, Matt, this is crazy. But it's a lovely place. Because my be. team as a kid, I used yeah? to support Leeds, oh. yeah, bizarrely, <laughs> even though I came from London. <laughs> I won't go there. Yeah, but, it's uh, a great football club. Um, enjoy playing there. 
but when the things are not going well, is 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 a difficult place. Yeah, it's a very difficult place. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. it's a pressurized environment, isn't it? But uh, but again, it, yeah, the risk of being too nice to you, like, like you say, they're the cult hero. Same at Cardiff as well, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think that's a, that's the big extreme. Uh, you think? Yeah, I think. I it's, don't know. You seem. You know, popular, understandably so. Like every club you go, which is it's nice, nice accolade. No, it's definitely it? nice, man, for sure. But I think it's uh, um, it's 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 just because when you, I believe when you play and you give hundred percent, the, the fan responds yeah. to that. You know, and if you if if you humble and respectful, you know they they they're gonna take you on, and you know. Um, you speak with the fans as well, don't you? Yeah. You know, you yeah, speak always. openly. Yeah. When you do an interview. It's, yeah, I think it's very important, man, because. You know, they're a massive power of any club. You know, you have to respect them. They come and watch us play anywhere in the in the country. You know, so the minimum we can do is when give them about our time to them. So, you know, I always try to do that as much as I can. Um, but I think if if you if you give anything, you know, the fans will respond definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll come back on to your time with Cardiff with a certain Mr Warnock or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see how you two gelled. But um, talking about gelling, or maybe not in this instance, give us, like, well, regarding your time um, at Ivory Coast, yeah. a couple of times featured in the World Cup, perhaps the 2014, you featured more prominently, did you? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's got to be a wonderful time of your career, that. So give us a little bit of feedback on that but also how was how was your there's talk in my notes at least <laughs> of a bit of discontent between yourself and Colo Torre is that correct or not looking for anything controversial no. <laughs> I won't say it's, it's, it's discontent um I think Colo was here of course oh yeah 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 he, he enjoyed it here fact, he, he regret he's leaving behind that door over there he? he's <laughs> I have to be careful what I'm gonna say uh, no, I, I I love Colo and listen. The minute I walk in uh, to the to the national team, two thousand and seven, I think he took me on straight away. Um, so I can never say the bad things about him. But I think he, when we were playing together, he liked to play deep. Yeah. Um, and the manager wanted us to play higher, so we weren't always on the same line. Okay. Uh, he always wanted a cover um, behind him, so he didn't want it to be left one v one. So that's the small argument we used to have and uh, uh, nothing to me yeah no 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 it was and, and it was purely on, on on the pitch because outside the pitch we were very close and the problem is most of the time the play the the, the team wanted us to play high uh, so they used to have a go at me to say to Colo to push up with me mm. I'm like you know just because he was getting a little bit older exactly I didn't want to say that deeper I didn't want to say that I would have said at Arsenal he would play quite a high line exactly yeah yeah, uh, I know that feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that too. <laughs> um, but it's exactly that. And I think, um, you know, because Colo is a massive never in every course, he didn't want the people to see that, so he wanted us to play a bit deeper. So yeah. that, that's the, the small problem. Technical we had. issues. Yeah, that was yeah. it. You, you had some team though, didn't you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. But he, big ego though, and that's why nice. we never won anything. You know, I done uh, two African Cup final, 2008, 2012. Um, lost them both, um, you know. It's it's because it's, I won't say jealousy, but it was big, big, big ego. You know, like when Red Jogba in front, uh, obviously captain. Everyone was talking about him, and you had Yaya Toure wasn't happy about this. 
You know? Really? Oh, yeah. Man. It was silly, though, because if you win, like, it's, it's good for everyone. Yeah. But honestly, it was, it was crazy sometimes. Yeah, it's a bit Oh, mature, it was bad, mad. Yeah, honestly, very, very bad. players like that. Yeah. There was some atmosphere, that African it was, final, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. Very good. Um, we, we, we lost on penalties, uh, both of them. Um, so difficult to take, and uh, during during one of them during the game, uh, Jogba actually missed a penalty as well. Did he? Yeah. So it was very very. Difficult. Yeah, yeah, I was on him. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> In fact, yeah, yeah, I wanted to take it, and um, obviously Jogba being the captain, he said no, I, I'll take it, and he missed it. So imagine. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Big they, personalities, them. Yeah, don't huge, they? huge. We had uh, obviously the two uh, Toure brothers, we had Kalu, we had Gervinho. Um, we had uh, Zokora, do you remember yeah. the player? Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like, oh, it was big ego there, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you forget. I mean, that's, that's personalities in the extreme, that, those two, isn't it, in particular. But, must have been, yeah, must have been frustrating not to, not to win something. Exactly that, that because that's why, you know, back in Africa, they used to call us like typical, like the golden generation, but we never won anything. Yeah. And the minute we all stopped, they won the, the African Convention in 2015. Yeah. You know, uh, so very disappointed because we should have won a couple African Cup of Nation, maybe do better in, in the World Cup. Yeah. I remember we had um, uh, Patrick Vieira came to talk to us in one of our camp and he said to us, um, you know, you guys don't realise, but when you play funds or other, other, other team, we worried about you because you've got a very, very good team. Yeah. But you worried about just winning the African Cup of Nations. You should look at the bigger picture and do well in the World Cup. And um, that stayed with me. And I hope that I, I wish at the time that everyone realised that. But we never, we never won any. Great involvement, though, isn't it? When you look back. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Looking back now, like especially when I speak to the kids and that, you know, when they they see old games or they see me talking to to, mm. to Jogba and all that, they were like, "Oh, you." You did okay, though. I said, yeah, yeah, I did all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, you know, they're sort of legends, for want of a better word, of the game, aren't they? Yeah, oh, yeah. Some of them, yeah. You used to rub shoulders with them, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, got, you did your job in, in, I think, the second AFCON. You didn't concede a goal, did you, all tournament? That's right. Yeah, the whole tournament we didn't concede. Uh, went to penalties and we, we, we lost it. But, oh. yeah, that was another thing as well, again, because, you know, um, Colo was proud of it. We are all proud of it. But that's why he was saying during meeting and games, like you know, we're doing our job. Exactly. Yeah. You guys don't do it. So obviously that created more attention as well. So it was. It's, listen, I, I enjoyed it. I played just uh, just under ten years. It was brilliant. But at the same time, it was tough because you go there, you know, it's going to be argument. You know, it's going to be you know a difficult time and. Uh, you dare to perform to win games and, and we didn't. But looking back now, when you speak to them because they retire, they regret because they're like, we had a great team and we should yeah. have done more. You would and think now so, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was an uneasy atmosphere, was it? Yeah, it wasn't great, man, honestly. And uh, at the time, we couldn't talk about it um, in the media because, you know, in, back in Africa, it wouldn't have it wouldn't been gone down so well. But now when we speak between ourselves, we like, you know, we were... Shame, isn't it? That, that, yeah, without going on about it too much, but egos affect the situation, oh, yeah. Yeah. especially, you know, African countries who are desperate to try exactly. and prove themselves yeah. on the world stage. Oh, exactly that. And that's why I don't understand because, <coughs> you know, um, they, they all dream about this, you know, like half of the team, I was born in Ferns, but half of the team is, is born in Ivory Coast. Um, they've seen what the, the national team means for the countries. 
and uh, we qualified for three World Cup in the dance. Um, you know, done very, very well. And you want to go to the next stage mm. you know, and make the, 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 the country proud. But for some reason, because of ego, we couldn't. Yeah. Probably frustrated you even more when you see that. I think it was Ghana, wasn't it, in the 2014 World Cup? That they, they had that fantastic yeah. run. And you probably look and think, well, we're better than them. Exactly that, yeah. 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 We actually um, were watching their games and that's what we were saying. Like, you know, if we all put in the same direction, we, we, we got better players than them. But, you know, we sat down in front of the game and everything, but the minute you go on the training pitch and something goes wrong, it's, it's close again and his mm. ego come in again. So it was uh, it was frustrating, definitely. Yeah, bizarre, because, I mean, those, not picking out individuals, but yeah. those characters you speak about, they were able to get by in a, domestically, you know, in a room full of probably more egos. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Know, the Chelsea's, the Man City's, yeah. or whatever. But uh, yeah, shame, a shame. But there you go, good time. Yeah, very good, good time. Good times yeah. though, good yeah. memories, aren't they? Yeah, very good. <clears> good yeah. achievements. Yeah. yeah. So Cardiff, then you've spent a long time there. You still live there? Yeah. As well. Yeah, still down there um, at the minute, and uh, yeah, great time down there. Um, it's nice down there, Cardiff. I never it's really. It's nice. Yeah. Properly. I was surprised as well when I when I first got down there properly, visit the city and all that. It's it's it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I have been. It's nice. It's very yeah. nice. Quite lively, isn't it? It is lively, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Things are coming back to me. <laughs> Go on, tell us more, tell us more. Well, <laughs> he's not allowed back, that's his problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's a good city because a big, good mix between like um, the, the, the party night, if you want to go out, and it's a, it's a student city. And it's very green, you've got the sea, and so it's, 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 I think it's a bit of everything, so it's a very good city. Because obviously you had that spell well earlier this year, didn't you? As as assistant manager, that that's something that 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 you want to pursue. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I, I had uh, Sabri Labucci as a manager uh, with Avery Coast, um, and we were talking about it back then. Um, he said you should look into coaching and all this. Like, you know, I thought he was just chatting like that. But the minute I stopped, he said to me he wanted me to come and be an assistant with him. Um, and funny enough, he ended up at Cardiff, so you know that's where I start, and uh, it was uh, it was a very very good start. Obviously, we were in bit of trouble. We were fighting to stay in the league, managed to do that. Unfortunately, we didn't get a job, so we we left. But it's definitely something I'm looking into. Mm. So your time at Cardiff as well. We're just reverting back to your playing playing days. But how was your relationship with Neil Warnock? Because mm. two, no, I wouldn't say alternative characters, but you wouldn't necessarily put you both together. Yeah. <laughs> even in a, just a football sense. But uh, it seems like a match made in heaven. Yeah, and one way or another. funny enough, I first met uh, the gaffer when I was playing for Leicester and uh, he came to me and he said to me, you getting away with murder, if you were playing with me, you'd be playing in the Premier League already and uh, you'd be a better player. And I looked at him and I said, like, what is this? who's this guy anyway? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, so we left it there, and um, when I came back with Leeds, uh, Sam, I played against him, he said the same thing to me, and uh, he said we need to be in touch and everything, and that. so we, we swapped numbers then, and that's how, that's how our relationship started. And uh, when I left Leeds, um, he called me and he said he's going to get a club, I have to wait for him. Hmm. I had a few things, and uh, I remember actually I went to Derby 
where Nigel Pearson was. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to sign me. And uh, the the day before he wanted Pearson to wanted to sign you. Yeah. And right, Barbie, okay. Yeah. That's I went. Yeah. I went there to train for a week, and they wanted to sign me, but he got the sack um, just the day after, just the day before. Sorry. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't sign for him at Derby. And uh, Warner called me and he said, "Oh, we're going to Nottingham Forest. I had an interview. It went well." And he called me two days after. No, we're going to Aston Villa. Um, and the next day again, he called me. He said, "No, no, forget Villa. We're going down to Cardiff." I said, "Gaffak, what?" <laughs> Villa in the Premier League. No, then? in the Championship at no, the time. Championship. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a couple of interview, and uh, every time he told he will, he will get a job, and he asked me to wait. He said it's going to be a couple of weeks. He took, a, I think, it took two months because I left late in August, um, and we signed um, a sign for Cardiff in October. Right. So I ended up waiting a long time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's end, not easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even I had the pressure from the missus because the kids, we didn't know where they're going to go to school. Um, you know, she wanted me to, 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 to get a job. Um, so it wasn't easy, but at the end, it, it worked out. Like, did I hear you call him, do you still call him Gaffer, do you? Yeah, always, yeah. 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 He will yeah. kill me if I don't call him Gaffer. <laughs> yeah. He's been around a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he seemed... A campaigned, a seasoned campaigner. Is that the right word? Mm. Yeah. Is, isn't it? Um, when I was playing, no, when he was at Sheffield United, yeah, he'd been around the block then. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And then never mind your era. <laughs> <clears throat> he's some character. I always, he's always one of those managers, and you'll probably endorse this, back this up. Playing against him, you really didn't like. Oh him. yeah, yeah. Play with him. You love him you to love bits. it, yeah. And I heard a lot of, lot of players in that camp. Absolutely, man. You spot on. I think uh, with him, his man, man management is, is just brilliant. And everyone will tell you, the one who played or the one who doesn't play, he look actually better um, to the player who don't play. Yeah. Because he always said, and rightly so, you have to keep them happy. The one who plays, they're already happy anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think what is great is he, he, he look at the players and he's, he's not just looking at the player, he's looking at the personal level. So you make an effort, you know, your wife, the kids, your mum, everyone. And yeah. uh, I think that's his secret and he's very good at it. And when you do that to players, you know, they're going to go to free free goal for you, you know. So he's, he's very, very good at that. And he's a walking meme as well, isn't he? Everywhere you look at him. Yeah. Yeah, he's an unbelievable career, isn't he? Oh, he's yeah. still, still looking to get back in it as well. Oh, yeah, he would. Well, he there would. you go. You could be his assistant wherever he goes next. I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> Listen, I love the man to bet, but I think um, playing under him would be better than you know, being his assistant because I've seen Jippo yeah. and Blackie's been absolutely hammered by him. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, I, I don't want to be near that. No he's comfortable with those people. Yeah. It was just bark at Exactly, yeah. And that'd get them running around yeah. doing all sorts of things, yeah. But you, you had a proper team spirit, though, which is probably what he instills yeah. at Cardiff and, yeah. and probably were a little bit unfortunate in that Premier League season to, to, to obviously get the relegation. But you, you had that togetherness. That was obviously from, from Neil Warnock. Yeah, he built that and it was very important. He's similar to uh, Nigel Pearson, who was saying earlier. Mm. He, he, he's big on character and uh, he, he doesn't want any bad egg in the dressing room. Um, if you don't follow the rules, you're going to get yourself out um, of, of the dressing room anyway. Um, that came from him. You know, he's very, very good... Uh, Man management skill, and uh, even the season we got promoted, nobody sees us getting promoted. But we had a special bond between ourselves, and he's, he made sure, like from top to bottom, the club were together. Mm. Out of all the managers you've you played under, who, who do you think you learned the most from? 
all of them really. I will say from the, the, the tactical point of view, I will say Sven, you know, he was very, very good and aware. Um, I would say my management now go to, to both really, um, uh, Naljo Pearson and, and, and the Gaffers are very, very good at that. Um, you know, and I think I think those those three managers I always put, put them up there because they were they were very very good money. So interrupted in a certain period was it was was it while you were at Cardiff or yeah I was going to call it a health scare. It was a little bit more than that. Yeah, as most people are aware of. Yeah, um, you said you don't mind addressing. Yeah, Obviously absolutely. It's a big yeah, part of your yeah, life yeah. and yeah. Your career, etc. How did how did that affect you? Um, for want of a better way of questioning, but putting the question. But um, was that? I, I forget exactly when that period was. It was twenty twenty one. I was a Cardiff, yeah. Right. So yeah. That, yeah. 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 So he obviously had a bit of time off. But what? Um, I don't know. Talk me through that situation. Yeah, just I briefly. think it's, it, it made me aware. Um, unfortunately, we not. Even if you sort of know that we're not um, invincible, really, because you know when you play football or when you play with you any any sport, you think you you fit, you're healthy, yeah. you know, you look after your body and that. And um, I never expected, you know, to to to, to have cancer. I had, I had the pain here on the back, on, on my lower back, on my left hand side right. for a while. And but you know, like we, we we play every every yeah, two exactly, days, yeah. you know you. We, we never thought anything of it, maybe just to sore back, I saw the physio and everything, but the pain didn't go away. I was still playing, going through it. Um, the, gaff, the manager at the time asked me to uh, get to international break because he needed me to play. Um, so after that, um, we went to see doctors and we done all the scan and everything, but um, they didn't know where he was. So the club doctor did said, listen, just in case, because even him, he didn't, Think it will be. So just literally that bit of a yeah, ache a bit of, in the yeah, back, a bit yeah. of ache. It was it was, it was weird, and um, ended up going and see a specialist and done a biopsy. Like once again, the club doctor was just saying, you know, it's just to tick all the boxes. Like you know, I probably sure it's not going to be that, and it ended up being this. You know, mm. um, so big shock. Uh, straight away, I was worried for the family. You know, because I have, I have young kids at the time. Um, you know, how I'm going to tell my mum, yeah. uh, the, the missus and that. So that was tough. But um, the club, very, very supportive. The fans and even, you know, the, the football community all around the world. I had so many messages. I couldn't believe it. I was overwhelmed. Um, you know, the people in Leicester got in touch. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was great. And that helped me through it because people don't realise when, when you're struggling with... with, with um, a illness like this, mm. just a simple message um, when you wake up in the morning and you, you don't feel great like that, that gives you the strength to carry on. It did to me anyway. Yeah. Um, and that was massive. So, you know, I always said like, without the support of everyone in my family, I, I, I don't think I'd be done. I'd be yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got your own family to motivate yeah. you as well, but any boost is welcome, isn't it? Yeah, it was huge, massive because, you know, as, as as everyone can imagine, chemo is not easy. Mm. You know, very difficult. Um, was it just localized in that area? Yeah, it was. Uh, that was one of the lucky part of it because it was just there. It didn't spray, mm. um, so they, they they located very early as well. Uh, so they said it was a small 
lump of the, um, the size of the tennis ball. Um, Big enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so they managed to get rid of it very quickly. But they did say if I left it too long, it could have been like a bigger problem. Oh, severe, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so touch wood, all fine since. Yeah, then. I mean, I still have to do a few check-in um, every month or so, uh, blood tests and everything. But so far, it's been uh, it's been very good. Mm. Yeah. I imagine the relief that you heard when when you were given the all the all clear. Yeah, I mean, because the whole thing was crazy because it was just before Christmas as well. So I went to do the biopsy on Christmas Eve and straight away I had the result. So I, I didn't want it to hide it um, to any of my family. So I said it straight away. We just keep it away from the kids because it was Christmas. Um, and after Christmas, I sat everyone down and uh, just told them. But it was uh, it was tough at the time. Um, but like you said, the, 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 the best news I heard it was uh, when they said, I've got it all clear, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Well done to you for getting through it like you did. Thank but, you. Um, not that that isn't a positive, because the way you come through it is a massive positive. But we'll end on another one in terms of the future and what it brings. And uh, I know we touched upon it lightly, but what do you see it holding for you? Well, first and foremost, like good health. Yeah, you know, mm. uh, very very important. Um, and um, you know, I wanna I wanna go into management definitely. I wanna I wanna coach first. Um, you know, you know that it's not because you play the game for you know whatever years. That I mean, you know everything. So mm -hmm. you know, um, the I'm, I'm, I've been doing my badges very early when I was still playing. Um, and every time I learn new 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 stuff because even just something as silly or talking in front of the of a room when you're in the dressing room and I've got a big mouth I can talk <laughs> uh, it's easy because they're your teammate and yeah. uh, you know you just get on with it but when you got 16 or 18 years old um, player and you have to address in front of them uh, it's not that easy mm -hmm. and you know the badges um, uh, learn show me how to to do it with confidence and yeah and you know I think you have to make sure You've got the proper knowledge as well, don't you? The, the detail, Absolutely. the confidence, otherwise yeah. it's picked up on it. Absolutely, and I think that's why it's very important to know worst on it. That's why I want to, you know, I, I've done the B, the A, uh, I'm on a pro license now, um, and I want to coach after for whatever years before I become a manager. Because, listen, you can go through all this and be a manager and not necessarily be successful, but I don't want to, um, I, I want to go step by step. Give yourself yeah. every chance. Definitely, yeah. yeah. But the, the, the... I've got a sneaky feeling you'll be more than fine. I think you'll get by <laughs> all right. I hope so. I hope An amalgamation so, yeah. of Neil Warnock and Nigel Pearson. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. You've got plenty to fall back on, haven't you? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've got different aspects of your personality as well. You're, you know, the, you're a friendly, amicable sort of guy, but you don't strike me as anyone's fool. You... you you say your piece as well, don't you, at yeah. times? And um, well, I, 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 don't, I don't think that's always good. You know, I, <laughs> I learned the... Yeah. the a measured way. Exactly, yeah. I learned how and when to say it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I remember when I was young, my dad used to say, it's great with you because when it's something you say, it, but, you know, you need to, to, to say it the right way and being polite. Yeah. You know? um, and uh, I, I try to do that and I'm better now with edge, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's something. When I've got something on my mind, I, I have to say, or, or I'm not comfortable with myself. So, you know, I try yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, you put it across the right way. 
We certainly have today. And it's been an absolute my pleasure. pleasure. My pleasure. It's always good to see you. Coming along. Please, and this, he's taken away from the <laughs> No, he's been, he's, been he's been good. Time. That's more comfortable <laughs> than it should have been. But no, absolute delight. Wish you all the best in the future. Thank you very much, Mark. Good to see you. So, that was the Soul Bamba. Brilliant. Oh, hero, as you described yeah. him. Rightfully so, by the way. But yeah, he's, uh, he's back on, isn't he? Bang on, he's got plenty to say. Lovely, friendly. In a good way, though. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. You know, friendly nature about him, isn't there? And uh, wish him luck for the future. He's been through a lot, hasn't he? Yeah. Been through a lot and been a lot of places. Obviously, hearing what he was saying, particularly about the health stuff, obviously. Yeah. Just, in, yeah, an incredible journey, really. Yeah, he came through that strong. But, uh, I mean, to be fair, we've spoken there for, what, an hour and 15 or whatever. It could have been four hours, 15, rambling on. Um, different sections of his life from his early days all the way through and I think there'll be a few more stories yet, don't you? Yeah, and I think Jerry will be jealous he wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not unhappy not me though, but uh, perhaps in the future, but anyway. Yeah. Over to you, sir. Well, absolutely. It'll be, it'll be Jerry Taggart next time, those of you that are listening and, and have missed out on his dulcet Northern Irish tones, don't worry, he'll be back again for the next edition of Leicester's The Place. If there's anyone you want to, to hear from or have on, on the podcast for Matt and Jerry to talk to, let us know in the comments. Don't forget, you can subscribe to Leicester's The Place wherever you get your podcasts. But yeah, thank you very much for, for listening or for watching us today. Um, it, it's been a, a really fascinating hour or so with Salt Banda. Certainly has. Take care.